coming up on today's episode of Will's Wide World of Sports. I reacted right after Game 7 of Heat and Celtics. I previewed some of Heat and Nuggets and then looked back at the season for the Celtics. And then my friend Anatish came on and we got a jump start on the NBA offseason, talking everything from LeBron's future to a bunch of players that might be moving around. So stick around for that coming up next. Just got done watching Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals uh, with the Heat. Uh, I guess surprisingly, uh, pull away from the Celtics uh, and win on the road in Game 7. So the finals are set. We have Heat and Nuggets. I, I'll touch on the Heat uh, in a little bit and, and preview a little bit of the finals, but I want to I get to the Celtics a little bit first because, I mean... <laughs> What a ride this postseason, I guess. They were definitely the definition of up and down. We saw the lows, you know, going down 3-0 to Miami. Even back in round one, going six games with Atlanta. But then we saw some highs. We saw Jason Tatum scoring 51 in game seven. We saw them claw all the way back to a game seven after going down 3-0. You know, the first time that's ever happened for a team to host a a home game in Game 7. But I think that's the problem with the Celtics, is they're just way too up and down. And honestly, they rely too much on the three. So that's what you're going to get. When when the threes are falling, like they were in in Games 4 and 5 this series, yeah, the Celtics are going to look great. But there's a lot of teams that you could say that. When they're hitting 40% of their threes, Sure, they're more than likely going to do better than if they're not hitting 40%. So uh, a couple notes that I took down uh, during this game that I, I think just from a Celtic perspective are important to, to mention. Obviously, who knows what would, would have happened if, if Tatum doesn't roll his ankle the first play of the game. You know, I, I think there's a decent chance that he, he shows up uh, and essentially wills them to a victory. But we'll never know. Obviously, injuries are part of the game. And I don't, I don't really want to play the injury card because the Heat have dealt with even worse injuries uh, you know, this postseason. So it's unfortunate for the Celtics, probably more unfortunate even for Tatum to not feel like he could do his best. And, and he was definitely hampered. You know, I don't think you can argue otherwise. Adrenaline kind of got him through the first half, but I mean, that second half, he couldn't guard anybody, and it became clear. It, to me, it even, it took the heat a while to, to realize that. You know, I, I think near the end of the, the third and into the fourth, they started to attack him more once they realized, like, he couldn't move side to side. But it was clear, you know, from really the, the start of the second half, he wasn't at all the same player. And then Jalen Brown, you know, that's why you have Jalen Brown is, you know, for the games that Tatum is either struggling or in this case hurt, he's your second option. He has to step up. And he sort of did the opposite, you know, finished the the game with eight turnovers. And so much has been made about his dribbling and that he can't dribble. And that's all correct. I don't want to say otherwise. 
But to me, the, the more frustrating part in this game is the amount of the amount of bad shots that he takes. Especially in a game like this where, you know, Tatum's hurt, other role players are struggling to hit shots. This is when you need Brown to not just walk up the court and, and take a contested 27-footer. You need, you need Brown to attack. You need him to use his full arsenal because he is, he's a good offensive player. But if he's just going to either turn the ball over or just take a, a lazy three-pointer in you know beginning of the shot clock, that's, that's not a winning player. So I, I don't necessarily want to overreact to possibly one of his worst games you know, in the postseason and probably uh, one of the worst series he's had as a player. But if the Celtics have to decide if they're going to pay him $50 million, uh, it's not exactly a great audition. Now, can you win a championship with Tatum and Brown as your two best players? I, I still think you can. You know, they were probably, uh, you know, a couple good Steph Curry games away from winning it last year. And uh, yes, some bad luck with, with a Tatum injury. Brogdon, you know, also got injured earlier in the series. Rob Williams, it sounds like he was dealing with uh, a sickness in Game 7. So, you know, just how I said I don't want to play the injury card, I don't when it comes to, you know, giving the Heat credit, which I'll get to in a second. But from a Celtics perspective, it's not like this team is very far away. They've been on the doorstep, and yes, it can be troubling at times, especially if you're a Celtics fan, to be that close and and constantly get stuck right below the, the what's needed. But I still think you can win with those two. And they're, it's not like they're old. But Tatum, he's still only 25. He'll be 26 next year. So these next few years, again, if you are a proponent for, for sticking with Tatum and Brown, these are their prime years. And I don't think we should fault them necessarily that they don't have a championship. Because all of the all-time greats, they, they rarely do. You know, you can go back in history and typically the best time to win a championship with your star player is in your, your late 20s. You know, that's when even more recently, like Giannis, he didn't win until he was 27. LeBron, he was in the league, what, eight years before he won? So when you get, look at guys like, like at Tatum, when you look at other young players like a Luka Doncic, as, as hard as it might be to say it's a failure that they haven't won, even though they've been in the league for so long, they're still young. And so Tatum and Brown, I don't want to overreact and say, you know, Celtics have to move on from Brown. They can't pay him the $50 million. But even for me, it's, I mean, it's tough to to back up Brown after this series because he's, he's a very good player. But after you see the same turnover over and over again, when you see the same bad shot, you know, when, when things are going wrong, 
it's hard to put your trust in in him specifically because I think Tatum again hurt in game seven we won't know what he would have done I I think he's still even getting better and I think he still has more potential but I think Brown he he probably won't ever become a number one option and that's fine you know I've said before there's really only like six seven number one options in the league at a given time so being a number two isn't a bad thing and I think Brown has the capability to be a really good number two so if I were the Celtics I don't know if I'd necessarily for sure give up on that duo but it's clear other changes need to happen if if they do decide to stick with them because I don't think you can run it back next year and just say hey we were so close you know a couple injuries away whatever you want to say like something has to change and whether that's the coaching staff whether that's surrounding them with better role players if you're coming back with Tatum and Brown one of those two things has to change now, on the coaching staff, Joe Mazzulla, you know, a lot's been said about him, you know, in his first year taking over for, for Ime Adoka. Did he save his job? Now, it's, it's been a well-run season for him specifically. Not a lot of fans in Boston of his, and I can see why. He, he might have saved his job coming back from 3-0 because if, if the Celtics get swept, and are embarrassed against the Heat, you know, there's no way he comes back. Uh, you can make the argument that, you know, because they won three games in the series, that he deserves to come back. But if I was making the decision, uh, I don't know, you know, who's going to be left of head coaches to hire, because most of the, the top candidates are already signing uh, with teams. But I think because I just mentioned Tatum and Brown are right in their prime of, of potentially winning it all, you need a, a quality coach that you can trust. And I don't think Missoula, at least at this point in his career, is, is that kind of coach. And that's not to say, you know, in five years and 10 years, he won't be a good coach. But I think we, we saw, even just in this last series, time and time again, Eric Spolstra was just out out scheming him, out executing him in games. And Spolstra, I think, probably the best coach in the league at this point. So that's not necessarily a bad thing to get out coached by the the best coach in the league. But a simple theme like not being able to solve a zone. A, a simple thing of not being able to craft an offense that is able to do anything if your threes aren't falling. Even a simple thing like your team giving up in game three, I, I think those three, those are just bad signs for, for Missoula and obviously the coaching staff as a whole. The first one, there's a reason why NBA teams don't run zone. Now, the Heat are different. I acknowledge that. But you know it's coming. You know, you have film of how they run their zone. Why you can't get quality looks every time? I, that, I have to point that to the coaching staff. Point number two, 
The Celtics are a great three-point shooting team. Across the board, whether it's your stars, Tatum Brown, Brogdon, Derek White, Marcus Smart comes and goes, Al Horford, Grant Williams. They're all capable three-point shooters, but that's the, the risk you take when you're reliant so much on the three. And the Celtics have shown if their threes aren't hitting, they're not really a good offensive team. And it's not like they're just shooters. You know, you have two of the best wings in the league, and yet they don't have any offense if their threes aren't falling. Again, I point that to the coaching staff. And then the third point, you know, maybe this part gets saved because of how they came back in games four, five, and six. But your team quitting after game three is not a good look. Now, I think a majority of that goes to the players. But coaches are, I think, just as responsible to at least attempt to get something out of players when things aren't going right. And again, this, this part at least probably gets saved because of how they were resilient uh, towards the end of the series. But I don't know. If, if I was a Celtics fan, I would not want him back. If I was running the Celtics, I would try to get a, a proven head coach, someone who can utilize Tatum and Brown. Because to me, I would at least sign Brown to that contract and figure out the rest later and see if a, a new head coach can, can come in and, and do something. Either way, I, changes are going to have to happen for the Celtics one way or the other. I don't think they will just run it back next year. If they do, you know, they'll be relying on talent. Uh, and, you know, obviously talent ends up working out a lot of the time, but in a lot of cases it doesn't. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. Switching over to the Heat, because I don't, you know, want to minimize what the Heat did. You know, I, a lot of the conversation is, oh, the, you know, the Celtics, more talented team, you know, what the Celtics did wrong. Well, it, it, it should be what the Heat kept doing right. That, that should be the story. Jimmy Butler, you know, he certainly struggled for the last few games. Even in Game 7, I wouldn't say he took over. But even as he's struggling, even as he's probably exhausted from this playoff run, even if, you know, the Celtics may have figured out, uh, you know, some things defensively against him, he just has this control of the game that certainly nobody on the Celtics had. And I don't think many players in the league have. You know, I didn't, I didn't feel like he took over Game 7. You know, he didn't have a big, you know, 40-point, 50-point game. He didn't have a, a monster triple-double. But yet, he just seemed in control. And that anytime he really needed something, he could go and get it. You know, whether it was attacking himself, whether it was finding one of the shooters, or whether it was finding Caleb Martin, who obviously was the big revelation. Uh, if you don't know Caleb Martin, you know, don't feel too bad, because I don't think many you know, casual NBA fans did. And that's because you know, even, even this season, he averaged nine points a game. You know, he was last on Charlotte. Charlotte essentially gave up on him. He comes to the Heat. 
almost barely. There's, you know, been some stories of how he, he came to the Heat. Had a, you know, a fine regular season. Solid role player off the bench. And even as far back as the, the play-in games, he wasn't, you know, a big part of their team. But credit to him showed not only this series, but throughout, you know, the playoffs that he deserved a bigger role and, and he capitalized. So, you know, that duo of, of Jimmy Butler leading, Caleb Martin, time and time again, coming up with a big shot, they, they deserve the credit. Because as much as the Celtics had their issues, which, you know, I just covered, the Heat, when it mattered the most, they showed up. So I think they, they deserve a lot of credit there. I know a lot of people were complaining about Jimmy Butler winning uh, Eastern Conference Finals MVP over uh, Caleb Martin. I, I was okay with it. You know, I think both, obviously, very deserving. But what I, what I really liked about Martin and what he did and how he played is he didn't, he didn't force things. You know, this, this was a, an example of a role player obviously stepping up way outside his role. But he never felt like he, he took too many heat checks. He never felt like he was trying to do too much. He played the, almost the perfect complementary score, which was exactly the opposite of what Jalen Brown was doing. But I think even in the times when Jimmy Butler was struggling, was not aggressive at all in looking at the basket, Things still centered around Butler, but he just had this perfect compliment in, in Caleb Martin to either, you know, kicking it out and him making, you know, clutch three after clutch three, or him finding the right lane and being able to attack uh, off the dribble. So as, as well as he played, again, I'm okay with Jimmy Butler winning, you know, the finals MB, or the Eastern Conference Finals MVP. Just because, again, it, it also centers around him. And I think recency bias takes away the, some of the incredible things that Butler did at the beginning of the series. So both of them are going to have to play just as good, if not better, at least in Jimmy Butler's case, if they have any chance against Denver. Bam Adebayo, he's going to have to have a huge series against Denver. If he plays like he did you know, in the last couple games, in this Boston series, uh, they don't have a chance against Denver. Defensively, obviously, he's going to be huge in, in trying to stop Jokic because I think he's the only one on Miami that even has a chance at, at stopping Jokic or at least battling with him. But then offensively, he's going to have to give them something more. I think he's great at you know, setting screens, at being you know, a, a Draymond-type you know, big ball handler, dishing it out to all these shooters that Miami has. But anytime they went to any sort of isolation with Bam, you know, he he was struggling. And I not to say he's not that player. You know, I think he has that in him. But he's definitely going to have to make more shots than he did in this Boston series. So to me, he's the key, you know, going into the finals against Denver. Obviously, Jimmy Butler, he's going to be your star. He has to show up. And then they're going to need, whether it's Caleb Martin, whether it's Duncan Robinson, whether it's Gabe Vincent, 
Kyle Lowry. They need their role players to to step up to the level they've been playing and even possibly more. You know, this Denver team, I think, is legit and one of the best teams we've seen in the last couple of years. So I think this is completely different from Boston. I'm not counting Miami out because, you know, I'm tired of counting Miami out at this point. I wouldn't be shocked if if they make it a competitive series just with how how Butler plays, how Eric Spolstra and their coaching staff can can scheme up something against Jokic. They're going to need, you know, more from a lot of guys this this finals. You know, I'm I'm hoping for great finals. It starts, you know, in a couple days, so Miami really doesn't have that much rest, which is unfortunate. Goes back to the rest versus rust thing that I was talking about last week. You know, Denver's been off for over a week. It's going to be a week and a half by the time of final start. Miami, they're going to be battle tested, but they're going to be, you know, sore from this, this seven game battle with Boston. So we'll see how that goes. Obviously, plenty of coverage coming up, you know, later, later this week uh, and into next week about the finals. But uh, before we get to, you know, the finals, I want to do a little bit of a preview of the NBA offseason. Uh, so my friend Anatish and I uh, chatted, you know, earlier today before uh, Game 7 and just sort of previewed uh, the NBA offseason, you know, everywhere from LeBron's comments to, you know, some of the players that, that might move teams this, this offseason. So a bunch of uh, NBA offseason talk uh, coming up after this break. All right, we're taping this part of the podcast uh, Monday afternoon. Uh, my friend Anatish is in studio with us. Game seven of uh, the Eastern Conference Finals is about to happen. I'll, I'll have a little bit uh, about that game at the top after the game, but I wanted to spend just a little bit of time just kind of previewing the offseason, you know, for 28 teams or so, like the offseason's begun, you know, after tonight. So I wanted to see what players we might think are on the move, what teams are in, in good shape, in disarray. I think the best player to start with is the best player of his generation, and that's the King LeBron James. You, you saw all the retirement stuff he's floated out, right? Yeah. Is there, like, do you believe him at all? I believe that he was, like, I feel like he, Maybe the uh, L.A. culture is getting into him, or not L.A. culture, but he's definitely trying to be a bit more dramatic, you know. I, I think at that point in time, once you get swept, you know, he was probably legitimately thinking, man, should I really want to? But I don't think there's ever a question in his mind that he's not going to do it. Like, he's still around for a few more years. I think the biggest shock in, like, the NBA world would be if he just decided to retire, especially after, you know, saying he wanted to play with Bronny and all. He, he's yeah. still going to be here. Yeah, I think it was... Like, he knew what he was doing. Everybody was talking yeah. about the Nuggets sweep. He's like, I don't know if I'll be there next year. Everybody's talking about LeBron. Nobody's talking about the Nuggets. So it's like he, he knew what he was doing. You know, the funniest thing is, is when um, the Nuggets head coach, uh, is it Mike Malone? Mike Malone, yeah. Yeah, he was so annoyed that the narrative was about yeah. the Lakers. And LeBron was like, I'll just make it about me again. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. If you had to put a percentage... That he, not that he retires, but that he doesn't play next year. What would that percentage be? That he doesn't play? Yeah. Like four. Four percent? Maybe two. Okay. 
you know what I, I you think he's playing next year. Yeah, I, I think what he's doing though now is his his idea of retirement is not gunning for a championship. So maybe he'll like save up his energy, you know, be like, uh, I want to I want to play good minutes and be like on a starting team with Bronny two years down the line. Let's just give up the hopes of winning another chip uh, as a Laker or something like that. Well, that brings me to my next question. If you think he's going to come back, is he on the Lakers next year? Or, or is there a world, even if it's small, that he's like, okay, I want to come back. Like, I'm going to play next year. I don't think this Lakers team has a chance. So let me just be like, like Kawhi Leonard, like one year, just paid assassin that goes to some team. Does, like, is that a possibility? Or is he, is he back with the Lakers next year? I think if he, I think the only person capable of doing this kind of move is LeBron James, and it mm-hmm. like be like understandable, because like he's kind of done it all at the Lakers. You don't think he'd be like flamed for his decision? Oh no, just... I think so. Okay. Like I think people are going to be annoyed about it, but at the same time, there's going to be plenty of people saying it's fine. Like he's done what he's done. He's had what three, four Hall of Fame careers already, mm-hmm. right? Like they they're all saying that like mm-hmm. in each stint. If you've already won a title with the Lakers, already broken, like, you know, broke a record, like, Preem's, like, the all-time scoring record, right? Playoff and in total. What else do you have to do except win a chip? Yeah. You know, there's not really anything else he can do as a Laker that'll make it cooler. He's, his jersey's already going to get retired. He should be able to do whatever the heck he wants now. Because, yeah. again, this was a terrible team, you know? Coming into the season, like, you would never expect them to get to the second round of playoffs. Yeah, well, well, okay, sorry, not sorry, sorry. Anthony Davis fan, so sure, I get it. Well, like, see, I, I had hope for Russell Westbrook, but after the first what ten yeah, games, it was clear it was not yeah, going to work. It was not going to work, and so the fact that it still worked out, great. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I I think he should go. I think the Warriors should be like, hey, come to us. We're gonna draft Bronny for sure, and. That was going to be one of the teams that I mentioned. Now, people would hate it. I would love it. Oh, my God. It would, it would be so fun for... They both get their fifth chip together? I don't Come know. Come yeah. on. Okay, we'll save that in a second. If you had to... If you had to put... So you have 100 points, 100 chips, 100% of where you think LeBron... What you think LeBron's going to do next year. And your options are... Doesn't play at all. Plays for the Lakers place for another team like of your 100 percent, like what are you like 95 plays for lakers like what oh i was i was actually gonna say 95 i'm gonna put 95 on the lakers i'll probably put i there's a higher chance of him not playing at all next year and like resting like Mm -hmm. you doing something weird than to actually move to a different team like i don't really think that's likely so i'll put the two two chips on uh moving to a different team three chips on resting okay 95 on i'll just play normally like it'll be fine i think i'm and i don't know if i'm just buying into his narrative that he wants but i feel like i'm like 75 percent sure he'll be back on the lakers okay and i could see maybe like 15 percent that he just doesn't play now he's probably being very dramatic like i'm sure like it sounds like he's going to get surgery i know his foot hurts so he's at the point where he's old he doesn't feel like his body can hold up. 
he's probably like having a crisis of, I don't think I can do this. But I do think there's a decent chance he doesn't play. The guy played 48 minutes and then yeah. got lost and got swept. I mean, yeah. he was the best player on their team. Although, did you see what he posted today? No, what did he say? He, I think it was on Instagram or something, said, posted, and I think it may have been, a, I don't, I could pull it up. Um, it might have been a lyric to something, mm-hmm. but it said, it was a picture of him and said, like, he's trying to be, he's, he thinks he's the number one and everyone's going to miss him when he's gone. Just some sort of like cryptic message that he put out. And you can pull it up if you want. Yeah. But it's, I don't think it's just his realization after the, after the series sweep. I think he definitely is mulling something over. So I don't know if that, that changes your mind. Because now we're, you know, almost a week past. I'm supposed to be number one on everybody's list. We'll see what happens when I no longer exist. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Huh. So does that change your mind? It. Because po- I think he posted that today, a week after. I don't know. I No. I think he's just being dramatic. Okay. I think he just. I mean, he, he is tr- also trying to get into Hollywood. If he broke his leg, right? And then he was like, not break his leg, but he's in surgery. And he's like, you know, I want to I wanna be in this movie instead. Mm. He might do that. You yeah. know? I, I think I agree with you. But there's just a small part of me that's like, we're yeah. going to get some. Like, we've had all this drama with Tom Brady. There's a small part of me that thinks in like a week when the finals are going on, all the talks about that, a big news drops. LeBron James retires. The whole news uh, cycle is about him. And then either right before training camp this year or maybe he takes a year off and then comes back next year. But Yeah, he might do that. I feel like when, if he does that, it'll be like he needs a third number or something. You know? Yeah, third part of his career. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, you mentioned the Warriors. And this is... Purely hypothetical and just for fun. Mm-hmm. But if you were to rank teams, that would be fun with LeBron. Oh, 100%. Are Warriors number So Warriors are number one for you? 100%. What, like, what other teams would you be like, oh, this would be fun if you went there? Uh, that are like semi-realistic, I guess. Uh, this is going to be weird. The Kings. They're like a Warriors-like yeah. team. A little bit. But like, I want him to be around like young, like people who are going to like go all... Go all out, mm-hmm. you know, so he doesn't have to do anything, and he can yeah. kind of just like facilitate and and get like he'll be like the all like lead the league in assists. Didn't he do that uh, two years ago? Or yeah, was right. he was at something. least close. Yeah, yeah. but n- imagine doing that with like actual shooters around you, or like you know, just a good team that's like pacing the floor. Right, he doesn't have to be mm-hmm. the guy handling the transition all the time. He would be like the Warriors, Draymond. It'd be the most overqualified. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that would be fun. I was thinking the Spurs. Like oh, if, oh. if Wembenyama is as good as everybody says, uh huh. Like bringing in LeBron, bringing in someone like Chris Paul, who you know we'll talk about in a second, like veterans around him. Because the Spurs, what happens if he's really good, Wembenyama? Like good, good now. True. Why not bring in someone like LeBron, CP3? That would be fun. I think Cavs, that's the easy answer. Just See, play. that's good, though, because they do need a play. Like, I don't think Darius Garland or Donovan Mitchell are, like, great facilitators in that sense. Again, a young group, poor group. 
Yeah, they need one more piece. Yeah, and be, they it would be a good fit. Yeah, because like Donovan Mitchell would be. I think that still be a lot of pressure on LeBron, but you got some really good bigs protecting the rim. Mm-hmm. You have some really fast, athletic guards. Like you can really just be a dream on green. Don't worry about a thing. The Knicks, just Madison Square Garden pair with Jalen Brunson. I'm just thinking of any like fun fit. I'm. I don't know. I I'm a Knicks fan, and I just I get scared when I when yeah. I, like every time it's the Knicks stuff, nothing really works out. But. Maybe. Yeah, I think that's all I got. Suns? No, that's not. Uh, I think so. Pelicans? Zion comes back. DJ's already there. Brandon Ingram. I yeah. mean, that's not too bad. Warriors would definitely be the... Warriors the would be the funnest. Oh would be the best for content. Would be the best. It would be amazing. Would be the worst for LeBron. Like, if I was his advisor, I would say, whatever you do, don't go to the Warriors. Do you think but people would, would start saying Curry's better than LeBron if he joined the Warriors? Like, what if they win their fifth chip together, right? But LeBron wins finals MVP. I feel like that kind of balances it out. Yeah, then you would definitely have LeBron people versus Curry people. But they'd have to join like going, forces. Yeah. yeah. Be so much fun. Draymond Green would give away his number 23. He'd be like, you can have it. Yeah. Draymond would do whatever. He yeah. would do what? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could do... Oh, my God. Like, send the Lakers, like, Jordan Poole, Kaminga. Give him everyone. First round. But yeah, he's 39. They're not going to, like, mortgage their future for him. But it's kind of pointless, I know, but it's fun. Uh, other than LeBron, um, a couple other players I wanted to throw out at, at you. Um, speaking of the Warriors and Jordan Poole, he was so bad that he was getting benched at the end of the uh, playoffs for the Warriors. But yet he's just about to start this big contract if you're the Warriors do you like you would be definitely selling low like this is probably as low as Poole is going to get in terms of value Mm -hmm. but he's about to be paid you know 20 plus million a year if you get like last year Jordan Poole like he you know turning into a borderline star if you get this season Jordan Poole you know he can't play in the playoffs so do you sell low or just say, hey, bad year. Draymond punched him. He got, like, it was just, the season was all messed up. Like, he'll be better next year. I don't know. I, I think that he, it's nice to know that stuff had, like, there, there's enough excuses to be like, all right, today, it was just a bad year. It's like a sophomore year, you know? Because mm-hmm. you see, you saw the same thing with, even Lonzo was good. Then, like, his second year was kind of bad. Kuzma was good, kind of bad. Yeah. Ingram was kind of good, kind of bad. Everyone has that sophomore slump. I just mentioned all Lakers. But, but still, everyone has sophomore slumps. Yeah. And well, like Scotty Barnes, the, he was the rookie well, of the yeah. year. It's like, Raptors are going to be great. He's on a, a great trajectory. He wasn't that, he didn't, it wasn't super notable this year. Yeah, so I, that sophomore slump is understandable. The thing is, it's, he's at a point where you can't trade him. I, I don't like, he gets a green light, but it, it's not the same. And I don't think, I, I don't think he has that humility factor or the, the thing to be able to like, you know, say he's part of the team, like a role player, mm-hmm. which the Warriors have all like, he's teamed up with some of the best, hum, like the most humble stars, superstars, right? You mm-hmm. can think of. In a sense. And for him not to act that way is kind of 
concerning to me. Mm-hmm. So if if he was like Kuzma, right, or Scotty Bond, where he you know he did great sophomore year was kind of bad. It's okay though, you know that's one thing. But this time he seemed a little too braggadocious, and I don't think that that was like great. I would sell low, make it part of a package deal, probably get a different guard. Moses Moody's a guard, right? Like mm-hmm. work on him. Yeah, like he played better than Poole was. Yeah, he can't give you what Poole can do, but he was doing better. Yeah, I, I also think, and, and this is me being a Clay Thompson fan, I think he's going to come back and do better. Clay? Yeah, I don't think he's going to be defensively that well, but the fact that they still have Gary Payton, Gary Payton is good. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I think he's going to get even better shots. Like, he'll he'll break a record next year. Okay. Clay Thompson. He's going to do something incredible. I'm not saying he's going to be great all season or whatever, right. but he's going to have a really good, okay. like, 65-point game or something like that. Okay. Yeah, I... It's hard. I think if I were the Warriors, I, I might just cut bait and say, all right, like, let's move on. Uh-huh. But then if I was the other, like, if I was the Spurs or the Magic, I'd be like, hey, yeah, like, we'll take him. Like, I could see him turning into a really good player. So it's, it's hard on both sense. Like, it might just be just too far gone for the Warriors. But, like, he is good. Like, he's talented. Yeah, he just needs the right situation. Do you think he's someone you can like build around? Not like a superstar, but like you know, yeah. Like before it was like a him, Wiggins, and Kaminga can yeah. you know, and Wiseman. They're like the new four, but he doesn't seem like a no. four player. Well, it's funny. like last year, everyone's like, like he's the new Steph. Like he's gonna take over for Steph. Like he's obviously not even close to that. But he could be, like at worst, he could be a, like. Lou Williams off the bench, like score at worst. And then, you know, if he can turn around some of his other like defensive flaws, like he doesn't guard anybody. If he gets better at some of Thor's things, then yeah, he could be like a second, third option. I see it. See, Lou Williams was a good, great six man, though. Yeah. I don't know if. I guess to me, that would be his. I think it's all about the mindset, honestly. Yeah. I don't know. It, if you show a bit more hustle, like, I'll take it. But. Yeah. It's hard because, like, regular season, like, I'm sure he'll be fine regular season next year. Yeah, but once maybe. the playoffs start, you can't be, like, just freestyling and be like, you know what? I think I can do this. Yeah. Like, you need to be able to guard somebody. You need to be able to, like, okay, I'm going to make this good pass and not be lazy there. So, I don't know. He played well enough to be like, okay, that's great. But if he had... I think he, they could have beat the Lakers if Jordan Poole. If Jordan Poole didn't play and you gave all that time to Kaminga and Moody in the regular season, right, this year, and, I think they probably yeah. could have beat the Lakers. I could see that. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah so, and, I in fairness to Poole, after saying all these bad things about him, he was put in a bad situation because he's not a point guard. But any time he would come in or be a lead ball handler is when Steph was on the bench. He's not somebody that's that you should entrust with the ball for thirty minutes at a time. True. Like he needs. He's a shooting guard. He's not a. He's not a point guard. Do you think Draymond Green is? He can't be the second facilitator anymore. Or, Draymond. Yeah, I think he can. So then. But can he lead a team without like like if Steph wasn't there? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Okay, that's okay. And I don't want to get into a whole, like, is Draymond good or is he just good because of Steph? Like, yeah. he's very good in his own right. But, I mean, it's Steph. Like, everyone is yeah. better with Steph. Uh, moving on to another disappointing playoff performer. 
uh, DeAndre Ayton of the Suns. Booker and Durant did everything they could for a couple games at least. Uh, I guess we'll say DeAndre Ayton and Chris Paul because I know you're a Chris Paul guy. Mm. Uh, both are making, and I had it pulled up, the, the problem with the Phoenix Suns roster construction, obviously you're paying Booker and Durant so much money. You're also going to pay Aiton and Chris Paul 30 plus million a year. Each? Yep. Oh, God. So, so one of them has to go. Because you can't pay all four of that money. Chris Paul, you can... Worst comes the worst, you can waive Chris Paul and save half of the $30 million. Um, If not, yeah, you, you, they have to move on from Aiden at $32 million. Like, he's not... He's shown he's not a, like, top-quality center. Which is kind of weird because, you know, after the elite, like, Jokic and Bede, let's say even Giannis. Anthony Davis. Just, yeah, and Anthony Davis. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but those he four. wants to be, you know, like, yeah, apart from that, like, it's not all that clear, you know, like, as, like, who, yeah. what constitutes as a good center. Like, there is a shortage. You know, you have Colin Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert, and then you even have, like, you know, Jared Allen and, and stuff. Like, but that's like a decent, but it's like, not I a second pick those... or first round pick. Yeah, not I a first round pick. Well, he's a first, first overall, overall pick. pick over Luka Doncic, Trey yeah. Young. So, ignoring that because that's not his fault. Yeah, true. I they they had to pick him. He was in Arizona. Yeah, Phoenix. Sure. But yeah, like all those names you mentioned, you'd rather have over Aiton. Yeah. And so then you say like, like Brooke Lopez. Right, didn't mention him. Or Bam Adebayo. Yeah. You know, players like that, right? You'd all take him over Aiton. So then why are you paying him $32 million? Miles Turner. And I think even if you don't have one of those names listed, you need somebody who's going to compete and just be able to guard, not even guard some of these top players, but just put in good effort, give some rebounding. Like... I'm trying to think of a good example. Like Miami's playing, you know, later tonight. Cody Zeller comes off the bench. He's Cody Zeller. He's not great. He's going to come off the bench. He's going to compete, grab some rebounds. I don't want to sound super negative on Aiton, but at some point I'd rather have Zeller give what he's giving than Aiton giving what he's trying to give. Because at $32 million, he he's not turned into a $32 million center. $32 million is a lot. And like even Zubac, Zubac, yeah, yeah. The Clippers I'd rather team. have him and JaVale McGee instead of Aiton, like any day, yeah. probably. And it's, it's like because they're first round picks, you have to give them, you know, such higher contracts. And it seemed like he was good. Kevin Garnett said this one time. He said, "You don't know what kind of player the person is until after they get paid. Then you really know how they are." Yeah. Now, like you can kind of clearly see, he is not a find like a championship contending center which they need to get beat up a lot like it's a lot mm-hmm. it's a hard job not like not to say it's not yeah but he has the qualifications to do well in it being mm-hmm. young being tall being athletic enough and he's still not kind of putting in the work that being said i think there's a lot of other probably factors to it that you know we don't know about and and i don't know the sun's maybe he's just not feeling good i don't really know what the problem is but he is not performing at a $31 yeah. million dollar level. But the problem, 
is like the sons the sons didn't want to pay him like they made it clear oh yeah there was that kind of there was that that awkward time um and then they ended up matching his contract last year but you think okay you know they're out on Aiton we're out on Aiton so is there going to be magically a team that's like you know what yeah we like Aiton I think that's going to be a problem of okay they want to trade him nobody's going to want him you know for that money you know who would want him the Lakers I wouldn't if know. They, Please no. No. Well, what I was gonna say is because if 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 it's LeBron's last year, right? And um, LeBron going to the Suns? No, they're not gonna trade LeBron. <laughs> but like, well, which this could have worked. Now I was trying to say like, what's the what's some a team that will like you know kind of chew up that cap space, get a bunch of draft picks along with it, you know? Well, you give Aiden and a few picks to the Rockets, right? Or even to mm-hmm. the uh to the Hawks if the Hawks really want to compete. Clint Capella isn't, you know... Yeah, like Capella would be better on the Suns than Aiton would be. Yeah, so it's like, you know, you can maybe kind of... I don't know. Mavericks? Mavericks? Luka? Yeah, they like have they that one guy who shoots, but like... They could use a center. They could, like yeah, a they could center. use center, center. Oh, no, Timberwolves. That'd be great. <laughs> just load uh, up Why on not? Center. Yeah. Poor Anthony Edwards is just bound around a bunch of uh, seven-foot guys <laughs> that can't do anything. Um... I guess I don't know where I want to go next. There, there's a lots of there. There are a lot of interesting players. I guess this offseason. Yeah. Let's go to Kyrie first. Ooh. Okay. Because I'm sure you have thoughts. Is he on the Is he on the Mavericks next year? Oh no, not at all. Is he on the Lakers? I, I hope. If you had to pick a team, if I, hmm. where do you want the Lakers? Go? I'd want him to go with the Lakers. I want that narrative. I want LeBron to give one good push again. Is that smart of the Lakers? It's not smart of LeBron. It's smart of the Lakers. They don't have a chance otherwise. Uh, and again, even me being an Anthony Davis hater, he alone with that team can't do anything. They're at a point where they have to pay Austin Reeves and Rui, and like they need a good point guard anyways. They're not. Gonna, they can't. Chris Paul. He's too. Old. Yeah, he's they're old. too yeah. old. Yeah, yeah. yeah like something. they need something. But like, sure. I mean that that'll work too. If you could have Chris Paul and Kyrie, get rid of Dennis Schroeder and. Get rid of all of your guards. And like just, Schroeder was good. Yeah, he was. D'Lo, he was, yeah, get rid of D'Lo. He's not, he's good, but he's not, I wouldn't even have him. I'd rather have Chris Paul from, coming from the bench than Dennis Schroeder. But then again, yeah, they're giving different things. Stuff, but yeah. Oh yeah, I, they do do different things. I'm just yeah. saying, even though, like for the fit of the team, yeah. uh, just not needed. Yeah, but, I, I agree that I think Kyrie would, as much as I really don't want Kyrie on the Lakers, as a Lakers fan, we kind of need somebody like him because I don't, I don't think the Lakers are as bad as you make it seem, but I kind of get your point of like, if they just bring back the same team next year, which they probably will like LeBron AD, bring back Reeves, bring back Hachimura. Then you think who else can help? Like that team's not beating the Nuggets. That's the So thing. they need something. So Kyrie could in theory give that something. They're an upper, they're a higher end second tier team. It's kind of like the Warriors, too. Like, yeah. they won miraculously, but they were, like, still really good, solid. Yeah. Gary Payne leaves. You know, they have some chemistry issues. But at the end of the day, they're still a team that you don't expect them. They're not, they're not a Nuggets team. They're not a Milwaukee. They're not a, I, dare I say, the Celtics, you know, or something like that. So they need to be a contender. They're not yeah. contenders. They're, like, they'll, I'll pick them over the Hawks, the Knicks, the 
Mavericks, the Suns, any yeah. day, probably. You know, but that's kind of it. Oh, Kyrie on the Suns, caring for Chris Paul, kind of redo Kyrie redo Katie. the Nets, but in the in but uh, with Devin Booker instead. Yeah, less injury prone, less less stuff to do. I don't know. So it'd be those three and eight I, I, random guys. Yeah. <laughs> Because yes. I would say it wouldn't matter, but Booker and Durant were about as, well, in certain games, they were about as good as you can ask, and they still lost to the Nuggets. So yeah. they, I mean, they could use Kyrie and just put more firepower. Just say, hey, the three of them are just going to push as hard as they can. Hopefully it goes with the Lakers, though. I feel like that's the only thing that, like, or the Clippers. See, if he yeah. goes with the Clippers, even though Westbrook's there right now, and John Wall and Reggie Jackson, like all those point guards so far have been kind of okay. I think they needed a, a true. If they could get, if they could be like a. How three about Chris team, Paul? That's what I was going to say. Yeah. They could do a three team, three team trade and get like an actual facilitator, which is why Westbrook was doing well. You know, he yeah. accepted his role as being the, the slash and pass mm-hmm. kind of guy, and that's mm-hmm. it. But they don't have. For some reason, it's just, it's not working out. I don't know. But I think that that's well, it like helps Kyrie. when Kawhi Leonard doesn't play. Like, if you think Anthony Davis is bad, Kawhi Leonard's like uh, 10 times worse. <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah. That's uh, it's a perfect segue to my uh, next player, or I guess duo Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. Chances that either one of them are not on the Clippers next year? It's, lo- it's low because I would say um, I don't think anyone right now probably or yeah like, Kawhi especially like like yeah. why trade from him at this point you know Stephen a said usually i'm really uh like i think he has outlandish takes and it's kind of yeah, dumb that's but he of... said like he should just retire Kawhi. yeah at this point in time like if you're just not gonna play that much yeah and he kind of is making a point like it's hard and no one can go against like it's probably real injuries that he's dealing with and it's probably yeah. really hard to go through it but if you're gonna you can't you you're gonna have some backlash kind of the way things have yep. been and especially when like i think i think all this happened once the spurs stuff happened like mm-hmm. oh he wasn't feeling good and everyone was like what the heck and he got like his feeling hurt you know and after that things have just been more tense yep. and so that's why they're they're treating quad with a lot of respect and a lot of like leniency but there's there's not like what are you gonna do yeah you just you're gonna be great for a month but that's it yeah, that doesn't mean anything if you yeah. can't sustain it. Yeah, what happens if he retired after he won with Toronto? He wins in Toronto, he's on a high, he just retires. That'd be like a Magic Johnson-esque level. Yeah, just, just leaving. People were saying he was like the best player like in the game. Yeah, right then he was the best player if he just retires then. Yeah, it, it, mm-hmm. it, would, it wouldn't even be like a Grand Hill thing. I'm saying it would be, he would go down as people would pick him, um, you know, in like their top 20, top yeah. 15 drafts. Yeah, yeah, it's an d- interesting hypothetical because, yeah, you obviously in, then we couldn't expect him to just get worse physically because mm-hmm. like the Spurs thing was weird, but then he went to Toronto and won. But now looking back, you're like, oh, if he did retire after being so high up, like he was on the top of the mountain. Probably, yeah. Paul George, I could see being traded. I feel bad for him. He, I feel yeah. like he's always like he's always that one something piece away away like. Even yeah. when he was he was the guy in Indiana, he needed someone probably mm-hmm. to be better. Yeah. When he was with the Thunder, he was what? 
third, fourth. Yeah, he fifth in MVP voting. I think he got up to third one year. Yeah, yeah like he was yeah. really he was really good. Yeah. And no one would think that. And then um now with the Clippers, like PG thirteen percent really kinda yeah. you know took yeah, the I feel bad from there. Do you think do you think he just picked the wrong like partner to go with? Like Westbrook, you know, hasn't really shown he's necessarily a playoff, you know, uh-huh. championship contender. Kawhi Leonard, you know, time with the Clippers, not exactly on the court a lot. Like, it's kind of a rough way to go from, like, okay, you're a young star in Indiana, not a number number one guy, which is fair. There's only, like, five of those in the league right now. To go from Westbrook to Kawhi, like, that's... I, Kind of feel they were both MVPs at their time. Yeah, so it's I can't necessarily fault him. But it's just you know it's just yeah. bad timing though. Yeah. Like if he had a LeBron esque person, you know, mm-hmm. which I guess anyone can say that if he had a LeBron esque person. If he went to the 76ers, right, paired up with Ben Simmons and uh Joel Embiid at that time. Yeah. Right. I think that that probably would have been his best bet because I gave him kind of Indiana Indiana vibes without. Pulling away too much from right him. with actual like a big guy who can score and a facilitator yeah because now he he's a good shot creator but he's not good when it's only him yeah yeah he needs he's definitely a a a second guy he's the best number two guy I think Anthony Davis would be the best second guy so you don't think Anthony Davis is a number one no guy? I've I've admitted that <laughs> um I think Anthony Davis is now a a good number two like the best number two best number which is yeah, and I I want to do this in a, in a separate episode okay. of like rank players or just not rank players because then you pick Giannis or Jokic or Curry like that's, yeah, yeah, yeah but like number one guys, number two guys, number three guys, how many are there in the league? I think Kyrie's a good number two guy too, but yeah, we'll we'll talk about. I that. think he's almost a three oh. at this point. What is, yeah, we'll save that for another okay. day. Uh, all right, let's go rapid fire with some of these rest. Yes. Um, I guess. Hold on, let's go. Let's backtrack. Jordan Poole, Warriors or a different team next year? It's going to be Warriors. Warriors. I don't want it to be, but probably be Warriors. Aiden, Suns or a different team? I can't imagine anyone wanting him and then them getting anything good. They need a but center anyway. If, at some point, they just need something. Even if it's not a great trade, just like you said, the Mavericks, like just get like a piece or two. Oh, like that? Like Maybe. they have JaVale McGee, like didn't really play for them. But, like, if you get a decent version of JaVale McGee, get, like, Tim Hardaway and, like, one other piece, and you're like, ah, that's good enough. Like, I don't know. Okay. So you think he's... I should... think he's going to be somewhere else. Okay. But I agree. I don't know where that is. Uh, Kyrie, Mavericks, or somewhere else? Somewhere else. Lakers. Uh, Kawhi. He's going to stay in the bed. He's going to stay in bed. Let alone the Clippers. Paul George. I think he's going to stay, but like I still think that they have a chance. Uh, James Harden. 76ers or a different team? I'm kind of disappointed in, in, in them. In James Harden? Yeah. Like, Welcome to the club. It just, it's just so <laughs> sad, man. Yeah. Uh, but I think he's going to stay with the 76ers. Like they, yeah. they have to. You don't think all these rumors of him going back to the Rockets? That'd, it's a little weird. A terrible idea. If I was the Rockets, I'd be like, no, thank you. I mean, if if it was James Harden and something, right, and picks, yeah. So the Rockets can eat up picks, but there's there's no point in doing that. And Nick Nurse coming in, they're they're going for another run with the current MVP, yeah. 
who you know needs who has made it clear it's the five person Joel Embiid being a number one option that's a fun one that because I'm true. saying because you have to think of it in a playoff lens because they're number one guys in the regular season right think like like Devin Booker before he kind of shot up right he was the bad stats guy but he was the number one guy but like number one when it comes to playoffs is Embiid another one number one guy isn't he the one? He's the only MVP that hasn't reached the conference finals ever. I wouldn't be shocked if that guy. No, no, that's true. That's true. That okay. is, he is, he is the only MVP in the history of the NBA to never reach the conference finals. Even like Westbrook finals. made it? Westbrook made it to the conference okay. finals. <laughs> oh, not, he wasn't an MVP at that time, but. Oh, gotcha. He yeah, yeah. did reach. Sense. He was before his MVP. Year, yeah, but he's got a lot to prove. Embiid. Yeah. Like but that's such a, a crazy of... stat. Like, yeah. what? A uh, couple, couple of the names before we wrap up. Yes. Trey Young, Hawks or no? no he's gonna be with the Hawks. Okay. Oh, should he be? That's <laughs> the question. Here's my thing with mediocre. Sorry, I shouldn't say mediocre teams. I mean mediocre contenders. Right? The Hawks are yeah. a good team, but you know for a fact the Hawks you aren't can, gonna win it. You can call them a mediocre team because I, I think they made the playoffs. But more than half the teams make the playoffs. That's fine. I mean, that I think mediocre sounds bad, but they are a, like a average team just by all the NBA. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, you want to rack it up. Uh, I, I'm saying any team that you know can't get past the second round, right? Like for a fact, like yeah. you probably knew the Knicks weren't going to get to the second round. You knew the, uh, you knew the yeah. Lakers weren't going to get past the second round for a long, like sure for most of yeah. the you know time. Yeah, like uh, let's see, like even the Grizzlies, the second you, they were second seed, but yeah, I kind of get it. Yeah, and so those kinds of teams, you either gotta scrap it. Like there's, yeah. you can't expect any main. Like at this point in time, hot Trey Young isn't gonna make another huge leap. No, he is right. what he is. Yeah. So yeah. and he's good. It's just that's it. Yeah. So. Yeah, like they got Dejounte Murray, who's also good, but Solid. like those two, like they're not gonna win it all together. Exactly. So. So it's, it's like the Raptors. Remember when the Raptors had DeRozan and Kyle Lowry? Yeah. Like a very nice team. They were never going to win. And they finally realized that. Okay. And so would you trade up? Would you trade, you know, DeJounte Murray and a bunch of other players to have Trey Young? Is John Collins still? Josh Collins? John Collins, yeah. Keep him and Luca, right? Like you, like kind of do what, what the Raptors and Spurs do. Pick up one good guy from a bad team. LeBron. Like I, they're I was, a bad I team. Kawhi. No, yeah. I was thinking like the Kawhi comparison. Yeah. Like one year. Yeah. But then, yeah, you're, you, they make one more move and get like one good guy. They still not going to win. So, I, but I agree. He'll okay. probably be in the Hawks. Uh, Julius Randle. Knicks fans hate him. <laughs> I, I don't think they should hate him. Like he, he did his best. You wouldn't, no one <laughs> expected, no best. one expected Julius Randle, first of all, to be an all-star. Which he was two years back. Yeah, he was and an then, all NBA player. He's, yeah, like, he's he's really not. Yeah, but I don't know. I think he'll stay, but I, I think he might have to leave. Like Knicks fans aren't gonna let him back. I don't think there's any way. Where is he gonna go? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, if someone wants him, want to you know yeah. get something good out of it, sure. Jalen Brunson's proved his worth, which enough. is weird for a like third team All NBA guy. Like he was. By that logic, a top 15 player. And everyone's like, who do you want? But All right. Any other things you're looking forward to this offseason? 
names, teams? Uh, I, I really want to see what moves the Suns make because I think they're in a weird situation. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the Spurs, I think, could be interesting because they have just a bunch of young guys. They don't have anybody? I thought they had somebody. They have, like, Keldon Johnson. Oh, DeJounte Murray. They had DeJounte yeah, Murray. Yeah, 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 my bad, my bad. They had that one, I was like, they had some mediocre, like, not mediocre, but they had the, some, I hate using Like, the word fringe now. all-star. Yeah, 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 which I was like, they should probably get rid of now at this point. Uh, yeah. But they already did it, so it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, they did it and got Wimbanyama, so it worked. Yeah, that's fine. But, like, like I mentioned before, like, why not just try to get somebody? Like LeBron, like Draymond. Vic, he's not. Do you think women? Yeah, that's a different talk. But I, I think there's a chance he's good. I, I think he's gonna be great. But no, like his I, first I mean, year. I mean this year, like this coming year. I think there's a chance he's like. I, he's I. Luca. I would be shocked if it's like Giannis. Like he's already at that level. But yeah, I think there's a chance like he's good. Like I mean, like young Luca esque. I mean, yeah, like he's still level. young. Like you know, yeah, okay. kind of how Luca came in. So if you were someone like. Like, yeah, we mentioned LeBron. Even guys like, right, because they, they have a bunch of cap space. So they could, they could take on Jordan Poole. What happens if they're like, hey, Austin Reeves, here's a ton of money. Get him. Uh, if the Wizards are like Bradley Beal, <laughs> like we don't want Bradley Beal anymore. Like we'll Bradley take Bradley Beal. Beal. Yeah, maybe. Like I think they should do stuff. Maybe. I'm interested to see where Bradley Beal, I, I'm interested to see where Dame goes. He needs to get traded. The Blazers are a whole other topic, which yeah. almost need a whole episode to talk about because they could do like do they trade dame 100 percent. i mean why do why? they trade the third pick and get somebody like that's a whole other thing because they're they're going to be interesting to watch True. they have enough young players now to be they could yeah. just reset because yeah. they're they're another like they're to me better than the hawks what i think now granted that the, they keep tanking so they have a worst record each year uh, but i think when they try i think like i'd I'd rather have Dame than Trey Young. Well, that's it. They have Simons. They have Jeremy Grant. Well, that's true. Like, the problem is they just shut everybody down and then tank. I think this is the whole, like, like you used to say before, when it's your own team, you, you are a little bit harder on them. Yeah. Like, I feel like I just want to poop on them just because. Yeah, yeah, they're the local team. Yeah. Oh, the Pelicans. What do you think of Pelicans are Zion? Like, should they keep that core? Because, like, Zion should retire. That's what should happen. <laughs> B.I. Zion and C.J. is such a weird uh, trio. Yeah. But it's one of the only few trios left, if you think about it. Like a, like a decent-esque. Trio. Well, I mean, if we're putting that level of trio. you uh, No, but they're, all of them are in the same kind of level, like that kind of situation. Uh, you know? you like don't none have of them that. are superstars, but they're yeah, just three yeah, yeah. good players. All three are like yeah. barely all-star level players. Yeah, right? which is hard because like Ingram could be really good and yeah. is keeping getting better. Zion could be really good. Like, if I was them, I'd keep it one more year okay. and do whatever you need to do to get Zion to play and then just see. Okay. Because I think if they play, like, they start, they were the best record, like, first 20 games they this were year. Decent. Yeah. And then, yeah, everything went downhill. So, I don't know. Lots of fun stuff this offseason. Um, I'm sure you'll be back. We'll do, yeah, all the stuff that we mentioned that didn't fit into this episode. But I guess that's the beauty of the offseason. We have a few months. So, uh, game seven's happening right now. So, Fun. uh, yeah, at the top of the podcast, I'll do something there. Uh, thanks for coming on and yeah, we'll see you soon for more off season stuff. Sounds good. Thanks. 
that will do it for today's episode. Thanks to Anach for coming on. We will be back uh, on Sunday reacting to the, the first two games of the finals between the Denver Nuggets and Miami Heat and looking ahead to the rest of the finals. Again, will the Nuggets be up 2-0? Will it be split? Will the Heat win two games on the road, just like last series? We'll be reacting to all of that. So make sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And we will see you on Sunday. Bye.